Welcome to every one of you out there. We are now in the Old Testament Apocrypha. If you want to turn there, uh, following the book of Esther and before the wisdom of Sirach, you will see this wonderful documentary by the young King Solomon on his throne, newly. Starts with a new paragraph mark, and it says the wisdom of Solomon. If you have a later edition of the 1611, they may have taken uh, Solomon, the of Solomon part off. But uh, the original printing, folks, and that's what we go by here. It is the wisdom of Solomon as a young man, and you'll see why. There are some very interesting things here. Uh, it's talking about where does wisdom show herself, and wisdom and understanding is always in the female when it comes to Proverbs and other places in the Bible. She's in the female that has to do with the intimate bride, right? The bride of Christ is in the female, and she is part of that bride of Christ. She is a gift of the Holy Ghost, and you must be intimate with wisdom and understanding. That is a commandment to feed on the milk of the word and to graduate to the strong meat and proverbs is an excellent way to do that and so here we go with chapter one in the wisdom of solomon love righteousness ye that be judges of the earth okay so this is to your leaders think of the lord with a good heart in parentheses heart and in simplicity of heart, seek him. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and sheweth himself unto such as do not distrust him. Okay, they're harmonizing all this with the first Kings 3 3 and Isaiah 56 1. And 13.4. Uh, this uh, also harmonizes with Deuteronomy 4.29 and Second Chronicles, they're saying. Okay. So here this is to the leaders of the earth. And he's telling them to fear the Lord here in a short paraphrase there. And notice the trust. You don't distrust. You trust and that's your faith. Your faith in the Lord. Okay. Now, fro word is a, a, a word. It's hard-hearted, stiff-necked, against God, stubborn, proud, etc. Fro word. Says in three, for fro word thoughts separate from God and his power when it is tried reproveth the unwise. Period. Okay. So uh, here you are, a potentate, a, a judge, or whatever you are, and you're going to puff your chest out at the Lord. You're going to try the Lord, see? You're going to try his power. Okay, uh, does he have almighty power, or is Darwin, Galton Darwin, right? And he's the best scientist that never had any science. He was a theologian, Darwin. And we're going to expose him here in chapter 2. What are the thoughts of the Darwinian 
fake scientist? What what have they brainwashed the public into doing there, okay? All right, so it's going to reprove that person that puffs their chest out at the Lord and his power, is it not? In 4, it says, For into a malicious soul wisdom shall not enter. So if it won't enter, there's going to be something else enter, is it not? Is that not what the Kabbalah seeks after? To have one of these fallen angels enter into them? Yes, it is. So, I'll read it all here in 4. It says, For into a malicious soul wisdom shall not enter nor dwell in the body that is subject unto sin. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee deceit and remove from thoughts that are without understanding and will not abide when unrighteousness cometh in. Okay, so people want to know, I've had them say, hey, why not? There's too many people on earth. Why not be a homosexual? Why not be a lesbian? Why not, Tom? My first answer was, you'll never get the Holy Ghost. That's one reason. If you uh, do these things, if you have your adulterer affair, if you have ten wives, right? You're going to be without the Holy Ghost. And without the Holy Ghost, you have no salvation. None. You're baptized, and that means get the Holy Ghost. And here we see, without understanding, right? Without righteousness. Without the spirit of discipline. Okay? And that spirit of deceit is out the other end. If you're deceitful, secret society members say, the one that presents himself as one thing, the Gnostic, and is really another you're never going to get the Holy Ghost. And if you did have it, the Holy Ghost will run from you. All right, we're very careful about talking about the Holy Ghost because any bad talk about the Holy Ghost is an unforgivable sin there, folks. So we're very careful to stick to the doctrine when it comes to all this. Okay, but what about wisdom? I said it's tied directly into the Holy Ghost. Okay, well, here's proof of it here. In the wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6, for wisdom is a loving spirit and will not acquit a blasphemer of his words. For God is witness of his reigns. That's what's inside him, folks. And a true beholder of his heart, and a hearer of his tongue, period. So your words are going to be spelled out before the Most High on Judgment Day, okay? And notice here how wisdom is a loving spirit. Is that not the Holy Ghost, folks? Yes, it is. Okay, in 7 it says, For the Spirit of the Lord filleth the world, and that which containeth all things, hath knowledge of the voice, that all-powerful voice, his words, all right? And we're reading his words here, okay? Which he promised he would give us and preserve for us. Yes, he did. So, 
Um, he created the world. He'll destroy it with his voice. He'll destroy the world's armies there at Armageddon. It'll come right out of his mouth, and he will re recreate the world with his voice, with his word. That's why it's so blasphemous when the blasphemers say they can speak things into existence. Yeah, that's floating around the uh, uh, Christian little C community. Yeah, name it and claim it, right? They say they can uh, speak things into existence, like Joseph Prince says that, and a lot of these other Christian cult members talk like this, but nope, 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 nope. The Lord is the one that speaks things into existence only. All right, so there's that in 7 and 8. Therefore, he that speaketh unrighteous things cannot be hid. Neither shall vengeance, when it punisheth, pass by him. And again, you obviously, your bad words that you speak against the Most High, uh, God's going to hear every one of it, and it will be recited before the Most High on Judgment Day. But even for us who have the spirit of wisdom and understanding, we know the bad speaker. We know the deceitful speaker when he speaks, okay? And people that don't have the Holy Ghost and don't have the knowledge of the doctrine, they get suckered every time, do they not, folks? And here, you know, this punishment here, this day of vengeance, and it ain't going to pass this scoundrel by. Nine, it says, for inquisition shall be made into the councils of the ungodly. Okay, there's your secret societies, folks, all of them. And the sound of his words shall come in unto the Lord for the manifestation of his wicked deeds. So this guy, he, I will say this, he talks the ungodly talk and he walks the ungodly walk. <laughs> he sure does. And it's going to be a witness against him because he's headed for hell here in, in verse 9. Okay, now the ear of jealousy, that's the most high again, folks. It says in 10, for the ear of jealousy heareth all things and the noise of murmurings is not hid. Okay, so there we go. We got to beware of murmuring, don't we? Okay, I'm talking to myself. Eleven. Hear this good, Tom. Therefore, beware of murmuring, which is unprofitable, and refrain your tongue from backbiting. For there is no word so secret that shall go for naught, and the mouth that belieth slayeth the soul, period. So once again here, your words are taking you to hell. What do you think he means when you slay the soul? And look at, here's the secrets again. Again, I go to the secret societies. We're going to get the... Uh, the mind view of the Sadducees, which is uh, very comparable to 15 degrees in the great uh, shrines of America, these uh, halls without windows. Normally they have occult numerology for an address. Many of them have 666. 
for an address when they shouldn't, but that's their numerology because they worship Lucifer. But the middle of the ground, before he hits 30 degrees, he has every bit of religion of all types, any type, beat out of him. That way, by the time he hits 30 degrees, right, he's ready to summons those fallen angels. And he's went through all that time. And he's paid all those dues. In fact, he's ready to donate all his property to the cult group by that time. He's ready for the sorcerer to bring him up into the 30 degrees. And there he will learn his God is Lucifer. Oh, yes, he will. And that goes for all his mouthy, belying people and slayed his own soul. So he's ready. Oh, yeah, that fallen angel is going to have a good time with him there as he is a Sadducees, Sadducees. And we're going to get his mindset in chapter 2 here. And he could even be suicidal here. Listen to this about suicide. It says, seek not death in the error of your life and pull not upon yourselves destruction with the works of your hands. Okay. And remember, these people love death. So they believe in pulling the plug on themselves. Like Hitler himself. He was born on the 19th of April, they say. That is the dark days of Beltane. And when he died, he did it at 3.30 in the afternoon, they say. All that is this timetable of death. Now, I've been over that. They will get in, dress in their garb, keep the heart beating somehow with their technology, and then right on the timetable of Satan, down to the second even, pull the plug and do their ceremony. Yes, indeed. They worship death, and even Hitler himself said he would come back reincarnated as a god, right? He's going to be the great leader of the earth in his next life. That's what he said. That's what he believed. The works of your hands. 13. For God made not death, neither hath he pleasure in the destruction of the living, 14, for he created all things that they might have their being. And the generations of the world were healthful. And there is no poison of destruction in them, nor the kingdom of death upon the earth. Okay. Does Satan have a kingdom? Why, he sure does. And it's having its fruit today. Yeah, it's having its fruit and that fruit is stubble, folks, stubble. It's thorns and briars and waste product dung that will be on the outside of the camp. All you people know that's the similitude language. Yes, you do. You've been over the prophets with us. You know that language, don't you, out there? It says in 15, for righteousness is immortal. That's another gift of the Holy Ghost. But how did death come into being here in 16? But ungodly men with their works and words called it to them. Called what? Death. 
for when they thought to have it their friend, they consumed to not and made a covenant with it because they are worthy to take part with it. And I go right to the fallen angels, right to Mount Hermon, right to the Ptolemy school of thought. There, the Plato school of thought, the Philo school of thought, whatever you want to call that monster, that Alexandrian school of ungodly Bible versions, trying to pollute his word. Those things, those creatures, those fallen angels bred with women, and they brought all the ungodly knowledge to man, and he was ready to feast on it. Here, look at this. They called it to them. Ungodly men that love their fallen angels. The people with the Talmud. Back to Babylon. With the Kabbalah. Back to Babylon. With the Zohar, the Persian Babylonian mystery schools. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that goes right forward into all the secret societies. Those things that didn't exist back in the 90s. No, that, well, that don't exist. There's no Bilderberg group. There's no Council on for, of Foreign Relations, Tom. What's the matter with you? The UN, they don't have any power. We don't have any world government out here, do we? Chinese triads, who, who ever heard of such a thing? You're saying there's a Masonic Hall there in China? Tom, oh, that just couldn't be. They're a bunch of good old boys, right? Ain't they? Okay. There's no Bilderberg group, right? Well, now it's, it's advertised. Okay, it just is. So, but here we go with the, uh, the Darwinist, the Galton Darwinist uh, Sadducees mindset here. And it's going to be, it, folks, it's going to go right into prophecy. This is going to prophecy about the mindset of the people torturing Christ on the cross. All right. Listen, see what you think out there, uh, reader. Yeah, the wicked think that it's short here in chapter two. That's life. And of no other side. See, they don't believe that there's an afterlife. So they don't believe they're going to be punished. Therefore, they will take their pleasure in this life, and they will conspire against the just. And did they not do that to Jesus Christ? They certainly did. And that just blinds them. They have no wisdom and understanding. And the, the person following, Galton Darwin, who was a theologian, tied right into the Galton family that was famous for their Satanism, and wanted to kill all mankind, except for themselves, of course. The Galtons, it was, they were cousins, see? So the guy, uh, Darwin, he's educated at theologian school. And then Daddy gets him a boat, and he floats around writing his books on science that are given to every schoolboy and gal, like it's fact. And it's all fantasy land, fairy tales. That's all it is. The archaeology ain't there. They covered up 
all the archaeology. Now, here, here's, a, here's a formula for everybody. The truth will stand all questions. It'll stand archaeology. It'll stand any questioning you want because it has the armor of truth. But when it comes to lies, they cannot stand to be under the microscope. No, they cannot. So all they can do is, is holler names and try to change the subject because they have no proof of what they're saying there. They wouldn't have to cover up all the bones of the giants for all these years. Would they? If, it, if they were right, that we all came out of slime, out of the rocks, out of monkeys, there'd be all kinds of archaeology, wouldn't there? And there ain't one piece of it. So they can sit there on their throne with their credentials, <laughs> right? And be stupider than a rock. And in my life, I've found that to be true. When it says doctor, normally it's a doctor of dumbassology. Okay, did you ever hear that degree? Well, it's all through the theology. Yes, indeed. That's a high office there when it comes to the theologians. Chapter 2, though, verse 1. Now think about this covenant with death and how it came into the world. Because it just moves on here in 2. It says, For the ungodly said, reasoning within reasoning with themselves <laughs> not with god not with a written doctrine but with themselves <laughs> okay for the ungodly said reasoning with themselves but not all right okay here's their philosophy here our life is short and tedious and in the death of a man there is no remedy Neither was there any man known to have returned from the grave. In two, as their philosophy goes on. Now, um, the translators here are, are uh, harmonizing with Job 7, 1 and Matthew 22, 23 and Corinthians. Um, 1532 in Corinthians. And that's from the translators. So they can't return from the grave. Okay. Two, it says, For we are born at all adventure, and we shall be hereafter as though we had never been. For the breath in our nostrils is as smoke, and a little spark in the moving of our heart and three which being extinguished our body shall be turned into ashes and our spirit shall vanish as the soft air so here they are there there's no afterlife i'm surprised they even say anything about the spirit here okay but they're saying it's just it's up in smoke here according to these people these uh, Galton Darwinists, these Sadducees, Sadducees. In four it says, And our name shall be forgotten in time, and no man shall have our works in remembrance, and our life shall pass away 
as the trace of a cloud and shall be dispersed as a mist that is driven away with the beams of the sun, capital S, and are and overcome with the heat thereof. So there they are. There's no afterlife. When you're dead, you're dead. Very smart. Very smart. You're agreeing with Darwin and the Galton family. Okay? That's what you're doing there. This, this is a real, real recipe for stupidity. There's wisdom and understanding from uh, the Holy Ghost. And on the other side here, stupidity. The atheist swine. Okay? In 5, it says, For our time is a very shadow that passeth away, and after our end there is no returning, for it is fast sealed, so that no man cometh again, period. Well, there's a big recipe for stupidity, because you're going to be conjured up, boy, and you're going before that judgment seat, and you're going to be in hell the rest of your life with your... Smart, smart Darwin attitude here. Oh, you're so smart. You believe the scientist. He wouldn't lie, would he? Yeah, it's religion that lies, but not the scientist. Let me tell you, Darwinism is a religion. That's all it is. It's not science. There's no archaeology to back it up. Nothing. It is a pure faith-based religion. Darwinism that they have brainwashed you, unfortunately, you got your what? I'm talking to the swine out here. They got their uh, philosophy from the History Channel, <laughs> right? They wouldn't lie. They would not lie. So that no man cometh again. Yeah, we will. We'll be at that great gathering. All the saints will be gathered there. We'll get our Mechizedek flesh, and we will rule and reign with Christ forever. And you'll get your end of it, too, there, Mr. Torturer. Now, you're going to see what I mean about their torturing people. Is that right? Is there such thing as a, a reason for torturing people? Let me ask you that. Do you get the truth when you torture? No. Well, then what are you doing? I'm just torturing. It's satanic. I don't care if the military tells you to do it. I don't care if the secret society tells you to do it. I don't care. It's nothing but Satanism, and you're going to pay the price. There is an afterlife, and you are not going to die there, Mr. Galton Darwin, TV History Channel theologist. Okay? So there's that. It's sealed so that no man cometh again. Six, it says, come on, therefore, let us enjoy the good things that are present, and let us speedily use the creatures like as in youth. So there is all your youthful lusts. We're going to use it up. I don't care, man, animal, it just doesn't matter. There's no afterlife. There's no judgment on me, no matter what kind of murder and trash I am. So here, I want my youthful stupidity here in six. Man, that's smart to be young and stupid, isn't it? And they're harmonizing this with Isaiah 22, 13, 56, 12. 
They're even harmonizing it with 1 Corinthians 15.32. In 7, there's, you got more of the Darwinist philosophy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Tomorrow we shall die. That's throughout the Bible. These idiots... In 7, let us fill ourselves with costly wine and ointments, and let no flower of the spring, capital S, pass by us, period. In 8, it says, let us crown ourselves with rosebuds before they be withered, period. And that rosebud, that, that was, what author was that? It was a, uh, it was on, it's about world government. I can't hear. It's called Citizen Kane, and it's over uh, being a citizen of the world government. Okay? It just is. It just is here. And so, uh, the rosebud, and that's a capital R. It's very interesting that that's the flower that they use. Okay? Yeah, it's in Citizens Kane. Citizen Kane. Okay, in nine, let none of us go without his part of our voluptuousness. Let us leave tokens, that's signs of our joyfulness in every place, for this is our portion, and our lot is this. Well, if that's your attitude, who gave you this portion? Who gave you this lot? You mean you just came out of a little slime? Or a rock, right? And you just happen to be here, right? You see, it is so stupid. It is so stupid to think like that, to think that you just happen to have, willy-nilly, happen to have life. That is amazingly faithful. Little f. Okay? Um, this is their lot, they say. Well, who lotted it to you there, atheist? Okay, in 10 it says... Let us oppress the poor, righteous man. Let us not spare the widow, nor reverence the ancient gray hairs of the aged. Okay, so all three of those in ten are against the law of God. The, the poor we must take care of. The uh, widow... We are told over and over, as a society, as a family, as a people, as a country, we have to take care of the widow and the gray hairs. We must respect them. They are our key to the past. In 11, it says, let our strength be the law of justice, capital L, for that which is feeble is found to be nothing worth. Okay, that's Darwinianism. It's called the survival of the fittest. And they claim that that's how everything evolved, okay? And then their great ploy is to try to change kinds, to try to uh, mess with the genetics because God set up the genetics. But this is the other part of it. The poor have to go. The poor have to go because they're weak, all right? And uh, so since we're more strong than them, it's our duty to help it along. Okay, let's look at some of the great Darwinists then. Mao from China. Lenin, Trotsky. 
How about those people? How about Hitler? All of those people believed in the survival of the fittest. All of those people believed in annihilating the surplus population. They believed in uh, unequality between peoples. They believed they were the chosen race, etc., that they're going to evolve into gods. And here it is right here. For that which is feeble is found to be nothing worth. In 12 it says, Therefore, let us lie and wait for the righteous, because he is not for our turn, and he is clean contrary to our doings. He upbraideth, upbraideth us with our offending the law, capital L, and that law, my friends, is the law of God. And objecting to our infamy, the transgressings of our education. Did you just hear that last word? Education. So they are busy beating this into people through education. See what I mean? Okay, and notice here, the, the righteous person is not going along with this. Right? It's like they do, they use Romans 13, stick it up for Hitler. Right? Romans 13. But let's look here at the righteous person here. Even Christ. Because he is not for our turn. In other words, he don't like what these Sadducees, Sadducees are doing. He is clean contrary to our doings. Right? Because it's satanic. There's nothing yet you're doing that is not satanic here in the wisdom of Solomon. And what does he do? Does he just sit back and let it go? Or does he do this? He abradeth us with our offending the law. Right. So he is reproving. He objecteth to our infamy. Okay, and then notice the education. Because I'm telling you, they've beat this into everything, into the churches even. Uh, they said this stupid, well, yeah, Darwinist, that's real, and God used Darwin's theory to uh, create the universe. That is stupid. <laughs> that is completely stupid. It just is. In fact, anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ is stupid. That is the stupidest thing you'll ever do is to reject Christ. I'm sorry. That's the truth. That is the worst decision could possibly be made. Okay, but back into what these uh, Darwinists, these atheists, these non-biblical hermits, what do they say here? Talking about the saint, he says, He professeth to have the knowledge of God, and he calleth himself the child of the Lord. Now, who said that? Was that not Christ? Said, I'm his only begotten son. <laughs> All right. So now you see what I'm saying. On we go here. Now listen to this. Don't make your mind up yet. He was made to reprove our thoughts. Now that's the atheist swine that's getting his thoughts even reproved. Okay. And here we go with notes from the translators. They're agreeing with us, me and you out there. They're going to John 7, 7, Ephesians 5, 
13 and 14, and Isaiah 53, 3. Okay, so he's reproving their very thoughts. Only God in the flesh could do that. He is grievous unto us even to behold, for his life is not like other men's. His ways are of another fashion. Right. Like Grandma used to say, you're in the world, you're not of the world. And that the Holy Ghost will start to change you as you move ahead, as you move closer to the Lord. He sends his spirit to you, and that's going to start to mold you into the uh, gold and silver tried in the fire of adversity that will make you a jewel for God, for the Most High. But what else? Are about, and they're talking about the saint here that they hate and that they want to torture. 16, we are esteemed of him as counterfeits. He abstaineth from our ways as from filthiness. He pronounceth the end of the just to be blessed and maketh his boast that God is his father, period. And who did that? Who said God's my father? Who The most high is my father. Well, that's Christ. Okay. And notice here that these uh, atheist swine here, the ones that don't believe in God, they're counterfeits. They're fakes. Every time they believe in the power of the lie, folks, they just do. So it's nothing to them to lie and Notice how he abstains from their ways, because it is filthiness, okay? And then this last one is a slam dunk. God is his father. Okay, but now we go back to how do they think about this? This person that says God is his father. 17, let us see if his words... Be true. Let us prove what shall happen in the end of him. Okay, and uh, they're saying Psalms 22, 8 and 9 and um, Matthew 27, 43, because this is obviously talking about Christ here, prophetically talking about Christ. This was written... Oh, between five and six hundred years before his birth. Okay. And 19. For the just man, for if the just man be the Son of God, capital G, he will help him and deliver him from the hand of his enemies. Period. And that's true. That's coming true in time there, you atheist swine. But back to what they say. What do they say about a Christ on the cross there? Let us examine him with despitefulness and torture, that we may know his meekness and prove his patience. So there they are. And they saw him on the cross, and they said, well, let him come down now, and we'll believe. 
Uh, let, let's see if uh, Isaiah is going to uh, rescue him. All right. Here we go. That's 19. Let us examine him with despitefulness and torture that we may know his meekness and prove his patience. Let us condemn him with a shameful death. For by his own saying, he shall be respected. Yeah, you don't have any idea there, atheist swine. Yep. Such things. Now we go back into the first person with the author there, King Solomon. In 21. Such things they did imagine and were deceived. For their own wickedness hath blinded them. Okay, so that being said, your wickedness will get you to where you can't understand the scriptures. The scriptures will sound empty to you. You, you won't have any idea. Because they're deceived with their own wickedness. And it's blinded them. And that goes on to this very day with these wicked people. 22, as for the mysteries of God, they knew them not. Neither hoped they for the wages of righteousness, nor discerned a reward for blameless souls. So they have the big capital S, stupid, written on their forehead here. In 23, it says, for God created man to be immortal, and made him to be an image of his own eternity. Period. Boy, those wise words are what? 24, the last verse of the podcast. Nevertheless, through envy of the devil came death into the world, and they that do hold of his side do find it. So they are going to get their cup filled up um, um, this goes right down to the the, 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 the um, 200 angels that came down to Mount Hermon very important in the devil tree into the, all the occult religions of the earth into the Hermonetics Alexandria school into all the raw Satanism all of that this is very important Mount Hermon okay so, that being said, we're getting the start of this. Now, as we go on into chapter 3, we uh, want to hold on to this, what we've learned here, because this actually flows on on the same subjects. Uh, the godly are happy in their death, etc. Well, see, we just described them being tortured to death. So, this is going to go on in chapter 3. So, make sure that you... Uh, Hold on to what you've learned here. Go over it again, maybe, or whatever. And then, then tomorrow we'll go on into Chapter 3. I'll see you there, everybody. Bye-bye.